Welcome to this edition of Meet the Press Slam. Thank you to all the new listeners from the Joe Lanza edition of Meet the Press Slam that was aired on Monco Radio and on the Social Suplex Podcast Network here. Um, I have a great guest for you today. I have Griffin from the Voices of Wrestling website. How are you doing, Griffin? I'm doing well. How are you doing today, Danny? Good. And you also have a great new podcast called The Draft. I do this draft. We uh we draft your favorite wrestlers and we book cards that will either anger you or pop you. Uh that's the goal. Uh most of the cards but, popped me, so well I'm uh, glad. I'm glad. Mine was the best, I know. But I think the rest of the cards are pretty good too. Yeah, all, all the cards were pretty good. So so do, do your lobbying now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes. So I have Griffin on. We normally talk about our fandoms and stuff on here, and we normally talk about that. And Griffin, where did you first become a wrestling fan? Uh, so I can't really pinpoint when I became a wrestling fan. Uh, for as long as I remember, professional wrestling has always been a part of my life. Uh, my dad used to watch when I was born. That was uh, 1999. Everybody was watching that point, right? Right. And as as soon as I as soon as I started watching it, I just became a fan. Instantly, one of my first memories uh, was Edge spearing Jeff Hardy on, at WrestleMania X7 from the ladder. Oh, yeah. So you were like two or three. I was two. Yeah, I know. Two. I, and I remember that that spot. I don't know if it was because I rewatched it over and over again as a kid or if I just remember that spot. And that, might, that might be my first actual memory. I don't know. So I, I, I became a a fan at the age of eight. A lot of people have heard this story. Um, I can't I can't pinpoint my fandom, but I knew it was at age eight because it was around 2005, the JBL era. Oh, yeah, that era. <laughs> that, that great era. Yeah. Um, I love Bo and JBL. Um, it, it, was, it, it was a hell of a time. John Cena. I was a SmackDown kid. So, Were you yeah, all SmackDown, SmackDown kid? Oh, that's a... That's a good question. 2005, uh, I think my first house show was 2005. It was a SmackDown show. It had Simon Dean versus Bobby Lashley, I believe. Uh, so that was the one that came to town, but I liked Raw. Raw was the violent show. Raw had the blood. Oh, yeah. Raw did and, you know, I, I was like six years old at that point. It was just cool. Yeah. Yeah, I I like SmackDown. I I don't know why I like SmackDown better because oh it was on at a more reasonable time than Raw. That's yeah. probably and, and they had the, they had the cruiserweights too, and you know the cruiserweights are cool when you're a kid. Yeah, the cruiserweights I mean, they're cool are... when you're an adult too. Like some of the stuff they do is just wild. Yeah, like like I think El Hijo with Delvin King is really cool, but I also think like. Ray Mysterio is cool. So it's one of those things like I pinpoint I pinpoint that, but I also pinpoint a big moment in my fandom is Misawa dying for <laughs> for a weird reason. Because that's when I became a fan of Japanese wrestling. That's when I discovered Puro. Yeah. Um because I'm like, who the hell is this Misawa guy? And why is he considered the greatest wrestler ever? <laughs> like what was your like first exposure to the smart wrestling fandom 
God. Uh, I joined the Wrestling Figs forum at age 10. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I've been uh, I've been in this whole IWC sphere for for a long yeah, time now. At this so point, I. Uh, I was way too young to join at that point, but you know, whatever, it happens. We're all way uh, too young to join this <laughs> stuff. I was part of like the YouTube wrestling community at like oh age yeah, 12. that was I was watching people play with the wrestling figures before I joined the the online wrestling community. Somebody so made a Titantron of me. Like a fake Titan of me, or like Randy Orton, like when I was like twelve. So, I think I think my mom did the same thing. I think there was there was an app you put your face in it, and you had you had your Titan drop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My mom did the same thing. Yeah. So, I became more aware of the smart fandom around the age of 10, 11, 12. Mm-hmm but didn't really know anything like the first exposure to it was the benoit tragedy yeah. great tragedies are the exposure to the smart stuff apparently but, yeah because i i remember around the benoit tragedy it was like around 2008 they aired like that wrestling special that like nbc wrestling special like wrestling secrets exposed mm-hmm. You know the one with Harley Race as the booker? Yeah, that was the Ben. I thought that was a lot earlier than the Benoit tragedy. I thought I thought that was a ninety. Yeah, that was in '99 when they initially aired it. But oh, he aired it. But it was a rerun on my network TV. Uh, they did like yeah. a wrestling blog. I didn't yeah. know it was old as old as 1999. Yeah, maybe it was earlier than '99. I swear it was the '90s. Don't quote me on that. I don't know if you, if you look at it, it looks very nineties. Yeah, yeah, it's a very nineties television program, but mm-hmm. that's where I learned all the terms, like Booker, Face, mm-hmm. Heel, stuff like that. And I'm like, I this is sort of cool. This is sort of cool knowing the terms of all this stuff, and then I sort of learned all the uh, sort of terms of everything and then i sort of like like when did you learn the, all the terms probably around the same time i joined uh w figs like i just i got access to the internet and i just went wild like wikipedia that's where i learned all the terms of wikipedia, wikipedia yeah. the, the professional wrestling term list oh yeah that's checking out all the old results amazing. like as soon as I found that stuff out, and as soon as I found that I could find all this old information on Wikipedia online, I jumped right in. And then my mom had an old boyfriend who got me introduced to Torrent. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and and that's where my world got open to independent wrestling. So it, it just widen my world a lot to um figure out like where when did you discover independent wrestling i said i'd say around 2010 for me i want to say around that time too uh just trying to think i think my first exposure to independent wrestling was watching death matches on youtube around 
every kid has that deathmatch phase in their early teens. <laughs> I swear by it. Like I've, I've talked to a few other uh, wrestling fans, and they've also had that deathmatch phase in their early teens. I don't know. Maybe it's just the extreme violence really, really. Oh, it's the extreme violence. Or something like that. And then I guess so. Then, yeah. And then you see somebody like a thumbtack Jack, who is around in that time period, and mm -hmm. he was like really insane. Yeah. He, he was. He was insane. He was like. Putting like needles in people's. I'm like, I I can I can st I can't do the needle spot. Like I wasn't able to do it then. I can't do it now. I I have to look away. Yeah, I initially looked away when he was doing it when he did it to Mox. I, but of course, Mox did it. Oh yeah, of course, because he's freaking Mox. But I'm like, everybody has that death match race. and then. The BJW stuff was an early influence on me. Mm -hmm. And then I think the first New Japan match I watched was 2013. I think that's when I got more serious. That's when I discovered voices. That's when I discovered um, the more smarter stuff, like PWO, stuff like that, Death mm -hmm. Valley Driver, stuff like that, where I'm like, I'm going to start taking this a little more seriously. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, where would you think, where would you say you took this would be? Took it seriously? Like going into wrestling media, I guess? Uh, not going into wrestling media, but like, like sort of like, sort of like going into like wrestling. Yeah, going into wrestling media and then consuming as much content as possible. So that was really when I went off to university. I uh, went off to university for one of my intro to essay writing classes. I did something for about the New Japan US expansion, I believe. And I sent that I sent that off to uh, to Rich to get that included in the uh, the New Japan ebook. I think that might have been the 2018 ebook. Uh, so that he was that was added to the ebook, and then from there I started writing about uh, 205 Live for the website. And then from there, just kept going on. I just right. created a bunch of friends through Voices of Wrestling. Uh, this year, I've done the, the Mania Weekend previews. I've, just, I've had a, a lot of fun doing all this stuff. And it wouldn't have happened if I didn't have that one class in university where I did that one essay and then sent it off to be published. Right, right. And getting it, pu getting it published is really cool. I've gotten stuff published on BOW myself. I had the Wrestling and Mental Health thing published on BOW myself. Mm -hmm. And that was a really cool thing that got published last year relating my story to wrestling and how it saved my life and stuff like that. That and like I'm think I'm thinking, what are some of your favorite matches? That is such a loaded question. I know. <laughs> because it changes, it changes every day. I know it does. Uh, odd. Do you want like historical favorite matches? Uh, uh, historical, historic. Like, do you have a ballot on the Observer? Yeah, I do. You do? Oh, yeah. So, so you you've done a lot of research on this. Stuff, I so. I do not I do not like stick to one thing when I research or when I watch wrestling. Like I will bounce around from different places. Like one day I'll be watching some 1970 Bruno, and the next day I'll be watching some. 
pro wrestling freedoms. Right. And the next day I'll be watching some Japanese shindy that is happening in front of 20 fans. Like, how do you have the attention span for that? Because I, sometimes I struggle with the attention span stuff mm-hmm. and trying to get all this watching done because like there's all these projects going like I'm, I'm trying to like watch as much as possible yet. There's so much wrestling to watch. Yeah. I just, I, I have the ability to work from home, which is really nice. So I'll be working on, on my work setup and then I'll have some random wrestling event going on uh, on my personal laptop, just on the side. Just, I'm not really watching it per se. I'm keeping an eye on it listening to it if there's a cool spot i'll watch it that's usually how i watch most of the the smaller stuff nowadays uh but i can sit down in front of my tv and just bang through a wrestling event if i really want to right Right. now right now i've been going back to watching some old ecw like some from the very first uh first date so i'm watching 92 93 at the moment i don't know it's just it's just nice because i'll watch dynamite on wednesday I'll probably watch a few other indies and then in between there, I could just shut my brain off and just watch this old stuff. Right. And like, I, I sort of think, I think that's the best part about wrestling. You can shut off your brain while doing it. And, yeah. and I think that's what people have failed to realize is like, we all like some people don't like, I think people in the media think too much when it comes to wrestling. And it hurts the overall product. In a way. Yes, uh, yes and no. Like if your job is to watch all this wrestling and have thoughts and opinions on it, I'm not gonna understand watching all these shows with a critical uh, with a critical point of view. But if if sometimes you just wanna watch a show just to watch a show, like you can do that as well. Like if I'm watching, I don't know, a pro wrestling heat up show. I'm not going to do a review on that. I'm not going to right. write down any thoughts on that. I might throw a thought or two on Twitter or the Discord. Uh, but other than that, I'm not going to write a whole review. So it's just something that you watch to watch. You don't watch to review. Right. You don't watch to review. And it's – I've never gotten the whole review thing there. <laughs> it's <just> like <laughs> – it's a lot of work. It's like Yeah, it, it can be. It can be. It depends on how you want to review it. Like – I've been reviewing the uh, the Game Changer Wrestling shows lately for Voices of Wrestling. And instead of doing match by match, I just give my overall thoughts on the show and some thoughts here and there about each match if it, if I have them. And then sometimes I'll just do a quick recap of this happened, this spot looked cool. This match happened, That's this wrestler not... sucked. Yeah, or uh, this wrestler sucked, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I watched the, the Alley Catch Charles Mason steel cage match the other week. Oh, that sounds um, awful. <laughs> it, it was a match. It was a steel cage match. It definitely happened. I watched it. Uh, that's that was basically all my thoughts on it. Pretty much, like, yeah, yeah. you got to accept the bad sometimes. Like wrestling can't always be great. Unfortunately, I know Dynamite tries, uh, but sometimes you just have god awful stuff, and you just have to get through it. No, no, yeah, it, you just try, and it's just like it. It really, yeah. It, it, sometimes the bad stuff can be fun to watch. Yeah, if yeah. it's fun bad, then that's great. If it's bad bad, oh no, no thanks. Like, no. 
know, so, um, what, what? So WrestleMania weekend, what are you looking most forward to? You, you oh. did, you did do some audio for Voices of Wrestling on part one of the uh, preview podcast. Yes. Uh, you can you can catch my thoughts on a few shows with uh, I did the preview with Rich Creech for, for Voices of Wrestling. We discussed a bunch of the the smaller shows that will not be streaming anywhere, unfortunately. But I would definitely go to some of them. Like there was a Real Deal Resins Resinania where you can go sesh with the Godfather. Like I'd I'd go do that. Oh, I oh, I'd love to do that. Yeah. Like you, when are you gonna? You'll never have another opportunity to go smoke weed with the Godfather. Like, come on. Oh, oh hell yeah. <laughs> and then you got like a Gringo Loco match on the card. And like, it's just, it's great. It's all you need. Uh, and there's also Compton Mania. Like if I was, Compton Mania is going to HUD Dead with like Ring of Honor, I believe. If I was in Los Angeles, I'd, I'd probably go to Ring of Honor. But I'd think about going to Compton Mania. Like yeah. it's just one of those small shows that you know is not going to be good. But it'll be a vibe. Yeah, it's like one of those vibes that you want to be at. Exactly. It's like one of those vibes where it's like, yeah, this is a vibe, and I want to be there. Yeah, definitely. It's just something that you don't know you you need it until you do it. You know, like there's some wrestling shows where you go and you're like, I don't really want to go, or ah, the card looks bad, but then you go and you experience it. And then you come out of it and you're like, wow, I'm glad I went. Like I've gone to a few shows like that where the card really didn't look good, but I went with my friends. So it was like their first time going to a wrestling show. And then we come out of it and we're all jazzed. We're all hyped up because there's nothing like live wrestling, right? Nothing, nothing, nothing no. like it. So Even a bad live wrestling show is awesome. Even a bad one is the best. Uh, d- I don't know. Uh, WWE TV taping would be. Uh, oh yeah! No, 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 no. I was at Raw one thirtieth thirtieth anniversary. Nah, and I got. Is that the one that just happened? I I was at I got a free ticket in a suite. So were, were I was, drinks were drinks and food included. No, but no. Oh, I w- I wouldn't have gone. Yeah, he but, couldn't pay me. But, 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 but the view was pretty awesome. But 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 I had charging access to my phone, so <laughs> that was good. Yeah, I, I guess you gotta you gotta find the positives uh when you go to a show like uh, Raw 30. Or sorry, Raw Raw XXX. I Raw Uncooked, yeah. Uncensored. Yeah. They started the build to that WrestleMania match there. Oh god. <laughs> Uh, I'm not looking forward to Mania, as you guys can tell. <laughs> no, you you don't you don't have a soft spot for like Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley or uh, the Demon versus the Thespian in a the Hell in a Cell. When they did when they when they did the Demon last night, I'm like, oh god! Like they used to drag that out for special occasions, and now it's like a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I heard the Hell in a Cell isn't going to be a giant red blob anymore. So there's that. There's a positive there. What's positive? Like you got you got you to look at the positives as well as the negatives, and that might be one of the only positives of WrestleMania this year. But Roman Cody's probably going to be like a forty-minute long drug drag. 
probably. Uh, I'm trying to think of something positive to say about Roman and Cody. <laughs> Not much is coming to mind. No. Uh, the pop, the pop Cody will get when he wins the title will be will be if he wins the title. Because if he wins the title. Yet. If he wins the title, yeah. Because they always could have that ego trip of he was at that other company. Oh, yeah, Vince McMahon in the back and Gorilla with his mustache. Oh, God damn it, pal. Cody Rhodes from AEW. Why are we putting their title on Rhodes? Or something like that. That was a horrible yeah. Vince impression. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. But you got the, you know, you got it there. You got the pal. Got the pal. Yeah. yeah he's, choking, he's choking his mustache uh, backstage. It's just, it's just, I'm just not looking for, this is the first WrestleMania in a long in, in the history of my thing where I'm not looking forward to it and I may not have internet access. So I may be tethering on my phone, but it's like, is it worth oh, tethering on my phone to do you, do you have a limited, do you have a limited data on your plan? Yes, I do. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to say, if you don't have a limited data, then no, it's not worth it. If you have a limited data, then you know, maybe, Maybe maybe the WrestleMania showcase tag team match might pique your interest. There's nothing that peaks on the show. Yeah, I, I don't know if I would watch WrestleMania this year. I, I don't know if I'll watch WrestleMania. There was a time where I had to be home on the Sunday night for WrestleMania. One year, it was WrestleMania 30. It was a big one. I had a football practice that went late. And I was so pissed off that football practice went late because I wanted to go home and watch WrestleMania. Uh, but nowadays, I'll make plans during WrestleMania. I don't, I don't care. I'll watch the show later if needed. I'm a little more pissed that I might miss Supercross. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is the WrestleMania of WrestleMania weekend this year. Like that's that's the big show. Yeah. That that's a big show to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Commander versus El Hijo Del Vikingo might be the match of the weekend, and I'm like, Vikingo's oh, uh, WrestleMania weekend is just loaded with good matches. It's it's insane to think about. Like it's just and, banner and, after banner and, after banner. And think about you used to have to pay a hundred dollars for all the GCW shit. Now you're only paying seven ninety nine a month. Well, I got mine for five ninety nine. I got Fight Plus months ago. <laughs> so yeah, for for six dollars. I mean, I'll watch every single show that the collective has because it's six dollars. Why not? Circle Six is live streaming all their stuff for free, so there's more free wrestling. Yeah. And then I have other uh, other ways to watch some other stuff. Yeah. I Peacock, so I I don't have the, and then. I have another way to watch Supercard of Honor that I'm not going to tell anyone. <laughs> well, I'll be watching it on Fight uh, <laughs> because we, we, we get that up here. No, no, I'll watch it on Fight. I'll, I'll give uh, I'll give Tony Khan my money. I trust Con Tony Khan's booking. No, I trust Tony Khan's booking. I just don't have the money right now. <laughs> well, that's fair. Um, but um, what what else do we have here? Um. Let's talk about favorite matches. <laughs> what? Why am I even thinking about this? We we were on favorite matches, and we got all favorite matches. <laughs> on 
weekend, and that, and then it just, I, I I'm ill prepared, but it's okay. Sorry, I, I've I've gone on a few tangents here, but uh, I can talk about favorite matches. Yeah, definitely. Uh, TLC yeah. one and two. Those, if those matches didn't happen, I don't think I'd be a wrestling fan. Uh, trying to think of other big matches that happened that you know really shaped my my fandom. I think it's Kurt really... and Michaels for me was the one that shaped my my thing of like wrestling can be a art form. Yes, yeah. from WrestleMania twenty one. Yes, and and that's an underrated WrestleMania match that a lot of people don't give a lot of credit to. Yep, it's that is a good one. Uh, I think of Shawn Michaels versus uh, Chris Jericho. I believe that's WrestleMania nineteen. Yeah, that was that was another one that really captured my interest as a kid. And then you go to ECW One Night Stand, the first one. Like, I can't really say that there's a big match there that really is my favorite, but the entire event, the entire show. The entire aesthetic of that show is just yeah. like bliss. Yeah, exactly. It's mint. It's it's and mint. I think I think for me the New Japan match that inspired me the most was Katsuyori Shibata versus Tomohiro Ishii from the G1. I yes. I forgot what G1 number that was. It was the one that, that blew up and got five stars. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh for New Japan. Point to an Okada Tanahashi match, and there you go. That's one of my favorites. You can just pick them all, really. Yeah, you can pick them all. Yeah, I, I I'm more partial to the Wrestle Kingdom ten match than any of them because I watched that one live. Mm-hmm. I wasn't around during Invasion Attack. I wasn't around during the the the. I I watched Wrestle Kingdom nine live. Mm-hmm. Um, but Wrestle Kingdom 10 is when I really got invested. So I'm more partial to Wrestle Kingdom 10. Okada Omega, of course. All three of them was, are ones that will shape my fandom for the rest of my fandom. Yeah, definitely. Uh, going away from New Japan and a new, another modern Puro match uh, that I could say is one of my favorites, like definitive favorites. Uh, was Pack versus KZ in training? Yeah, that one. That was the the top of my match of the year list uh, that year. I believe it was 2019. I'm not good with dates, really, but I no, I'm not good with dates. <laughs> I'm dry, I'm looking up a date of a match right now. Do you yeah, remember that, that was, Fortune yeah. Dream promotion? Yes. Um, it's it's the match where they where like. Where it's from Fortune Dream Four. It was a tag match between uh I forget who was in that tag match. I'm gonna look it up real quick. And while you while I look it up, you fill the air. It was from twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen? Yeah, it oh. was it was Daisuke Sakimoto. No, it wasn't that one. Oh fuck. Why why am I it was Fortune Dream. It wasn't the Shingo Fortune Dream tag. It was the. Uh, I'm trying to think 
of a fortune dream to it was the one where they bow at Kenta Kobashi. Mm. It was Koshiyazaki and Yuji Okabayashi defeat Daisuke Sakimoto and Yuji Hino. You know, I don't think I've seen that match. Is there uh is there a link to it? I, I could I could send you a link to, to check that, that out. Yeah, yeah, yes, please. Yeah, that match is awesome. Yeah, um, I, I just love that match it. because they bow to one of the spots is I believe uh, Okabayashi and Hino both bow to Kobayashi, Kenda Kobashi while he's at the commentary table and just start chopping each other. <laughs> That's one hell of a spot. I love those spots. Just the honor spot. Yeah, definitely. So that that's one of my favorite spots of all time. Just bowing to Kenta Kobashi when you're chopping each other. One of my favorite spots of all time uh, was happening TNA. It was Jeff Hardy doing the swan tom off the top of the off the top of the stage and clearing the rest of the stage onto. Oh yeah, his, yeah. Do you know the one? I I believe I I remember that spot. Yeah. Yeah, a great spot. Like I was I was a young kid. I was just starting to get into TNA. Jeff Hardy was my favorite wrestler in the WWF WWE. So really, that that started my fandom into TNA. I got into TNA early. Because, because TNA aired on Fox Sports when, when I before they were on Spike. So we would watch Velocity, me and my brother, and then TNA. So TNA would air at midnight, and then Velocity would be on eleven on Saturday night. And we were allowed to stay up late on Saturday night because it wasn't a school night. So we would stay up, watch Velocity, and then watch Impact. Yeah. Uh, Velocity, that's a blast from the past. Velocity was a great little show. Oh, they, they had great matches. Like, they had the Cruiserweight matches. Like, I think there was a few Akio versus uh, Paul Lee matches. Yes. Yeah, those things stand the test of time. Like, you go watch those now, and it's great. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're fun. You know, like, Akio... Yeah, I, I just I just I just love scouring the Monsoon Classic channel. Sometimes I mm -hmm. wish you could put a channel on Shuffle. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think I think you can. I think you can. You can uh, you can create a playlist and then Oh yeah, I, and then I shuffle I, it from there. Yeah, shuffle it from there. Like which, I I I've, I've started to do that with uh, Butcher TV. I've been watching a lot of uh, Abdullah the Butcher matches. Oh my god. <laughs> They're, they're to vibe. You, you watch one, you watch them all, but you know, it's great. Something about those bloody brawls. They just, they, I love them. Yeah. But it, it, yeah, I used to do a podcast called Great Match Generator here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. And just watching the, all these different great matches, um, like, some some of the best matches are from like the fifties and seventies, um, like the French Catch. Oh yes, I love the French Catch. Um, yeah, I'll I'll throw what a I, French Catch match just out of the blue some days and just watch it or or listen to it while I'm working and stuff like that. Like some of them, some of them are fantastic. Yeah, what I do now is I have a couple YouTube playlists in my back pocket where i put them on shuffle um <laughs> and 
of random wrestling TV shows. And, yep. and just fall asleep to them because because they're not boring just because just because there's just perfect soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. To my chaos. <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> and it's that that's how I that's how I get it. And I just love jobber matches. I love and this is why I like AEW Dark. I I have fallen behind on Dark. I used to be a dark pervert, as they say. <laughs> you know, watch them all. I'm not a dark pervert like I used no, to be. Yeah. But... Oh, in the pandemic, there was nothing going on, and you have three hours of wrestling. You might as well watch it. Oh yeah, yeah. So, um, you you are a wrestling. You said you were a wrestling observer, all favorite ballot. So, can you tell me your process a little bit when you vote and stuff like that? I like to do as much research as I can. Uh, last year, I went on a big research project, a uh, research binge on uh, Wild Bull Curry. I wrote an article about that for Voices of Wrestling as well. And it's just it's just nice to go back and watch all these old pioneers that have created a style that I enjoy so much nowadays. Right. Uh, but my, my process for the research is go look through their history, go do a, a Google search, read some bios here and there and then find as much footage as i can and just watch as much as possible to form an opinion to form an educated opinion like there's some guys where i might be a big fan but when i do the research for the wrestling observer newsletter hall of fame i'm looking to see if is this guy a hall of famer does this guy have the credentials to be one of the best of all time so like you have guys like Jeff Hardy on the ballot, and I'm probably one of the biggest Jeff Hardy marks out there. But when you do the research for the for the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame, it's like eh, not really. He doesn't really fit the criteria of a Hall of Famer. So really, that's my process: is just jump in, find as much information as I can, and go from there. Yeah. I just love finding information about wrestling. I just love it. I love I love learning new things, like new tidbits here and there. Like that's one reason why uh, I'm a big fan of Joe Lanza's uh, November to Remember series on the flagship Patreon. Yes, it's, I'm learning new things about ECW. I see you've sent me a link to a wrestling match here. I, I sent you the link to the. Uh... Fortune, fortune dream, dream. oh it's fortune dream three not fortune dream four okay it's fortune dream three you, I, you kept yeah. saying fortune dream four i'm like oh man fortune four is going back to the tna days fortune dream three it, fortune dream was a kenny kabashi promotion that he ran once a year yeah i'm familiar with fortune dream uh liam jones from the you've got to be kidding me podcast uh and i discussed TEW booking quite a bit. Like we we both like doing the the Total Extreme Wrestling booking games. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, I think he had a Fortune Dream game going at one point, and he was showing me his graphics and his cards and stuff like that. So like I'm kind of, I'm familiar with the name, I'm familiar with the promotion, uh, but I've never I've never seen this match. I'll uh, definitely watch this match. Yeah, this Probably match after is... this uh, little conversation. 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, the draft, the drafts you're doing is really fun too. I listened to it a little earlier today, and it was it was a lot of fun. Oh, thank you. It's been an idea that Sean uh, Cedar and I have had for uh, for quite a while, and we thought WrestleMania week would be a great opportunity to really dive into this into this idea. And I think it was a hit. Uh, Liam Jones, uh, like I mentioned earlier, from the You've Got to Be Kidding Me podcast, and Tyler Forness from uh, The Good, The Bad, The Hungry, both on the VOW Podcast Network. Uh, they they came on. We had a we had a fun time. I love the card that I built. Like, I don't know why more companies don't do good cards that with wacky ideas for WrestleMania weekend. Like sometimes you have wacky ideas with bad cards. But come on, I booked a tornado cybernetico. Like that's all you need for WrestleMania weekend, right? Oh, that's all you need. Yeah, yeah. I am not winning that poll, by the way. No, you're not. No, Will Ospreay, Claudio Casagnoli. Oh, I know. To be fair, that is a hell of a match to book. Yes, that is. That'd be one hell of a match to have. Tornado Cibernetico would be fun. Yeah, they were they were all great cards. We had a lot of fun, and your uh, listener feedback has been great. A lot of people dig the idea, and a lot of people are having fun listening to us have fun, book these shows. And uh, steal draft picks from each other. I'm looking at these cards right now. Psycho Clown versus Commander from Reach for the Sky Hollywood. Reach for the start Hollywood Stars Boy. Yeah, one. Reach for the Hollywood Stars, the Jay Briscoe Memorial Show with no Mark Briscoe. <laughs> that's, that's, that's 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 what happens when people steal your draft picks. Oh, he'll Delphicino with versus Nick. That would actually be good. <laughs> I know. We put good mania cards. Like these are mania cards that I could see happening this weekend. Phoenix and Pentagon. All of the stars are here. I'm looking at Kota Bushi versus Kanosuke Takeshita. That could ha- that could happen. That very well could happen. That that would be a great match. Yeah. So but I'm so, not gonna give away everything. Oh, you can you can give away the cards, and I'll ask you if you if you have a favorite, and uh, I I know which one you should pick. That that I won't, I won't hold it. I won't hold it against you. Pick something else. Torino Cibernetica. So you have Junakiyama, Nico Casas, Jake Something, Alex Shelley, Chris Saban, Eddie Edwards, Titus Alexander, and and Kenta on one side versus Eddie Kingston, Ares, Black Taurus, Aussie Open. Latigo, Toxin, and yo, that is actually, that is actually, that is actually, that actually would be a lot of fun. Um, Twitch Play Conspiracy versus Ciclope and Miedo Extremo, Jack Hartwell versus Galeno Del Mal, and, and Sexy Star versus Athena. Not that Sexy Star, just to be clear. Not that Sexy Star, but Sexy another. Star 2. That would actually be good. Yeah, these are these are the types of uh, creative cards that we come up with on the draft. Uh, right now, you can listen to this first episode. Uh, I have a link on my Twitter at Hollywood Twelve. That's Holly WD Twelve. Uh, and keep yeah, with Mike Tanay with the famous Mike Tanay. <laughs> yes, 
Oh, oh Mike Tenet is my YouTube profile picture. My Twitter oh. is Bruno San Martino. And then, and then, where and does that Mike Tenet profile pic come from? It seems uh, like everyone's everyone is grasping onto that Mike Tenet profile pic. Uh, that was that was I think it was the TNA where Don West quit. I oh. went on that rant, and that was Mike Tenet's reaction. I believe that was the that's the meme face there. Oh my god! <laughs> but yeah, if you just look at my profile pictures on all these social media websites, you could see just how buried my wrestling fandom goes. You got Mike Tenay for like YouTube. You got Bruno San Martino for Twitter, and you got Gorilla Monsoon for Discord. Yes, he, yes, I can confirm the Gorilla Monsoon for Discord. Yeah, I can confirm that actually because it's right there when I was messaging you. So. <laughs> So yeah, that's your main plug. Do you have any other writings or anything else? Well, I write for voicesofwrestling.com. Uh, this week, I've been doing a lot of WrestleMania weekend previews. Uh, like I have the Real Deal Resin, Resin Mania preview for the website. Wow. Uh, I've previewed uh, the Compton Mania. What's the full show title name? One second yeah, here. Compton Mania, where are you from? Question mark. Twenty twenty three Compton versus the world. Uh, I previewed that one. That one has uh, Auntie Heidi in that uh, Compton versus the world uh, tag team match. Uh, and I've done a few other previews that have yet to go up, but uh, they might go up by the time you're listening to this here for uh, Pandemonium Pro. Uh, I also did the uh, the preview for Micromania Midget Wrestling Tour. Midget. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, think that yeah. Was yeah, yeah. So there's uh, there's those previews. I've also uh, been doing the the mania the mania weekend 2023 schedule uh, that we that we have up at the voicesofwrestling.com website. Uh, it is the original. It is the best. Some people like to uh, take it and use it for their websites, but we all know where the original uh, comes from, and we all know who does it best. It's Voices of Wrestling. It is the Voices of Wrestling official WrestleMania weekend uh, full schedule and map. We have the map. I don't think any other websites have the map. No, not many people do. I don't know what's it going to be like for Philadelphia because it's going to be all over the place for Philadelphia. Oh, I, I, if I was a wrestling promoter, I have a few ideas for WrestleMania in Philadelphia. And most of them center around ECW. <laughs> But not old school, not like the newer ECW, like the late 90s. I, I'd go old, old school. Like, you need to get the Super Destroyers and Hunter Q. Robbins III on your card. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, if you have something like Joey Janela's Spring Break and you don't have the Super Ds on there, like, what are you doing in Philadelphia? Or or, or Jay Sully. Yeah, yeah. Get, uh, get Stevie Wonderful on the call. Get him up in the booth with Dave Prezak and Beta Scott. You know, you know, get Jay Sully up there on the call too. Yeah. Exactly, like it's all. That's what you need to do. Instead of doing like everybody's seen the late stage ECW tribute shows, give us something fresh. Give us 1992. Get her Ernesto in there. Well, yeah, Jimmy Snook is a hard booking nowadays, but get other people. Okay. <laughs> yes. 
it would be hard to go to Cabrini University. It's up in Monaco, but <laughs> yeah, you got. I'm you actually in are you going to go to WrestleMania weekend next year? I'm going to go to the indie shows. I'm not. I'm not sitting in. I'm not sitting in like the Lincoln doing that no, shit. You don't want to go see WrestleMania. What if? What if Triple H, Paul the Game, becomes Booker of the Year and books a one hell of a year and has a very interesting main event feud between I don't know Cody Rhodes versus uh, Seth Frickin' Rollins. And it's the I'll best book. And, it, <laughs> and it's the best book storyline of the year. You won't give it a shot. No, no, me neither. No, the only way that, it, and I know it's not happening, is if Kenny Omega waltzes his abs over there. Oh, what if uh, CM Punk goes back to WWE? That won't Hell be no. no. I'm bitter about him. I'm bitter about CM Punk. He used to be my favorite. He used to be my favorite. Uh, he, he was my favorite at one point, too, when I was a kid. But uh, at this point, I just laugh with, uh, I just, with everything. I just laugh at him because he's so immature. Yeah, well, that's the thing with wrestling, right? The, the maturity levels of some of these wrestlers uh, are very low, but they're great wrestlers, and the backstage stories are fantastic. So you know what? Yeah. If they want, if they want to be petty, can I can I cuss on this podcast? Yes. Okay, if they want to be petty little bitches, <laughs> that's fine by me because I will take the drama. Yeah, but yeah, I I can I I can I can. We're not a Monco radio, so the language is fine here. Okay, good. I'm uh, <laughs> glad to have that. Pardon, pardon my French. <laughs> but, but um. I can't, but you can listen to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. We have great podcasts such as One Nation Radio with Rich Lata and James Boyd. I, I said it like, <laughs> oh my God. This is the influence of voices of wrestling around me. Um, and and keeping it strong style with the young boy, Josh Josh Smith and Jeremy Donovan and more podcasts. So keep it tuned to the Social Suplex Podcast Network.